When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hi. Hi! Welcome to Real Housewives of Rewatch. I am comedian Sue Funk, and I am here with... Danielle from Brands by Bravo. And we have a special guest joining us for the season three reunion of Roni. Please welcome El Mersaki, everybody! Crowd goes wild. I know. I feel like you need to insert some like clapping or something like that. And I should also mention you have housewife chit chat, which is the best Instagram after Danielle's. <laughs> and she's amazing on TikTok and misses literally nothing. So you should go on TikTok just for that. <laughs> you were like one of the first pages I found on TikTok. Like I said, I didn't know Instagram existed. So I was like, oh, I'm I'm here on TikTok. I'm nothing if not efficient. So let's. Let's see what people who talk about housewives do. And it was your post about Teresa. You were going through Teresa's cookbook. Yes, I did the whole cookbook. I tried to do the second one, but it was very much like a COVID project because we, I started it when we were like way eating, like, I mean, we still eat at home a lot, but not to the Mm -hmm. extent that we do now. And also, you know, there were some good recipes in that cookbook though. Really? Yeah. I was I was like this is so cool. I was like what? Not now she got the cookbook and she's working her way through it. I was like oh <laughs> no, it's real efficient. I have to do my homework on this side of the internet. <laughs> yeah, I mean I would say with Teresa's cookbook, you know it's it's a good beginner Italian book, but to me a lot like a lot of the stuff actually felt authentic. Um, like a, like in America we love to put like meat with our pasta dishes, but like they do not do that there. Like she didn't have like. Mm-hmm. Very much felt like recipes that, you know, her family oh, uses. Nice. Yeah, no, they they were good and it was easy. Um, you love it easy. And I bought yeah. the second book and I, I did a few. I just kind of fell off. So we're here because you were posting about your Roni rewatch journey. What made you start rewatching Roni? Um, so don't make me tell you in front of all these people that I have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> You're in kind company or like company. <laughs> um, Jersey. I mean, well, the housewives in general, they're just, <clears throat> excuse me, they're my comfort show. They're my mm-hmm. like, 
uh, I should be cleaning, but let's just sit here and watch the show. And I had made my way through everything. And I was like, be a little bit more sharper on the things that happened in New York. Let, let's start over. And I did. And it was just, I don't know if it was because I wasn't looking at it through the same lens. Mm-hmm. But when I rewatched it this time, I said, oh, these bras is wild. <laughs> <laughs> like wild. And you can see the newness in it it's the same reason i like to rewatch like oc like you can see the girls adjust to the camera and to the popularity mm-hmm. and then to the internet and kind of oh we can't lie to you like we could like season one and two like there are people mm-hmm. actually watching now and i just i was i was like i was watching it like i never saw it before i was like tell me more <laughs> i cannot believe you have rewatched oc that feels like a journey that i don't think i would be mentally prepared for oh Vicky Love showing up. Four with her through son. eleven of OC is like, oh my god! Like if anybody, anybody, you have the flu, like baby, just lay down, <laughs> turn on. To, like that's my recommended watching. Like you will be okay. It's chaotic and I love it. That's early Tamra, right? That's like that is early Tamra. That is the girls getting on. Um, Ugh, what's the face because her fiance is sick what's her name uh, Gretchen thank you Gretchen oh yeah yeah Bass Lake yeah. yes <laughs> yes Bass Lake you went to madness. Bass Lake oh my gosh and I'm like she <laughs> I think after New York I have never rewatched any housewife ever this is the first time I've ever like I've watched all from the start but I've never gone back so I'm cur- obviously we're doing New York and on the side I'm rewatching Vanderpump Rules. Okay. I think I'd either like to do Atlanta or Jersey next. Mm. Do Atlanta. Early yeah. Atlanta. Kim, yeah. Lindsay Lohan's daddy, like Nene, <laughs> like Nene is like the greatest housewife probably of all I felt like time. her wig needed a little tug. Like oh. sh- early Sheree, like just I just unapologetically the early women of Atlanta so much. No, I do. It, it was mayhem. But also, like, early Jersey is good, yeah. but it gets very toxic very quick. And we stayed there now for... Yeah. yeah we, we, we went <laughs> low still there. We never came out of it. Like, the graph, it got messed up. Um, but, yeah, no, I think Atlanta, there's more opportunities for laughs. Yes, I agree. It's way funnier. But season one of Real Housewives of New Jersey might be one of my favorite things to watch in the world. It's just, it's a short season, and it's good from start to finish. It's amazing. Danielle Stubb is just reality television perfection. My favorite moment of season one of Jersey is after Teresa shakes the table, and Joe, like, gets her away or whatever, Mm -hmm. and then, like, he's telling her to calm down, and then he was like, oh, that was so hot. And she was like, yeah, did you think that was sexy? And I was like, (laughs) y'all are freaks. (laughs) Oh, God. I loved it. I loved that. I loved every minute of it. It was it was really the other side of Jersey. I was like, because you have um, Bobby and Whitney with the glasses. It works for me. It works. <laughs> and, you know, Whitney's a Jersey girl as well. Yeah. So I was like, oh, my God. Th- this is like. Now, now you know us. <laughs> yeah. That's how we do in Jersey. Early Teresa and Joe had such insane chemistry, too. And you forget it because it goes very quickly because of the show. But it was it was hot. They were they really like loved each other. They wanted to get at each other. 
five. I say that all the time on my TikTok and people look at me like I'm crazy and I'm like, I get it. I get the Joe and the Teresa of mm -hmm. it all. Like, I, he is a jerk. He talked to her crazy. Like, we can't deny those things, but it is something about it. And I'm like, I get it. For, I get it. Yeah. I wouldn't do it, but I get it. <laughs> it was her toxic I mean, I feel love. Like Mario and uh, Ramona, I talk, we talk about it all the time, of their relationship and how it just makes me sad they didn't work out because I really believed in their love. Like, I really believed in Mario and Ramona and her finding love later and them having their one daughter. And Daniel they, I know. They sold me on it. Listen, if you go back, you watch all of it in the early times. I did. I'm they, currently waiting for them to break up, and I be watching it like, oh, Mario, I feel so bad for you. Like, even when he got out, and I forget what season when he came back and did dinner with the three of them, and mm -hmm. I was like, Mario, babe, you made it out. Don't come back. <laughs> I know, but I just, like, I just felt like they had really, like, I feel like they were a couple that just had fun together. Yes. I don't, I didn't, I didn't, I don't get that from you. <laughs> like, you're insane. Really? I don't see that well, at all. Well, I mean, Ramon is also very controlling. <laughs> yes. I get that he loved her. Like, I definitely pick up on that. I never got, like, this bitch vibes from him, right? Mm -hmm. But, perfect point. Season three, they renew their vows, right? Yes. Go even watch them kiss. And even... Is that also season three when they do that cringy uh, lingerie scene mm -hmm. in the yep. hotel? He is so, like, about that life. And Ramona is so, like, I'm doing it for the cameras. And so, and this is just my assumption, but I just feel like, I feel like Mario was ready to zip it and do it, baby. He was ready to be out <laughs> in New York. They didn't have no kids. And, and Ramona was like, I'm sticking to the facade of being a nice Catholic girl. And he was like, I'm going to hit some streets. <laughs> oh, that is definitely correct. That That is 100% correct. And I, I fully agree with that. I just liked, I just feel like she really loved him. And if he would have been like, we have problems, we need to work on it. I think she would have tried to fix it for him. And I just don't think he ever communicated. And then I think he cheated on her. And I do commend her for breaking up with him for cheating on her because I could have seen her not doing yeah. that also. Well, that was like... Yeah, I could... Jersey. She could I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say Jersey where they were like, is infidelity a deal breaker? And all the women were like, no. And I was just like, whoa, that was... You guys were very definitive on that very quick. I I see that Ramona could have been like a, so what? He che he cheated and, you know, guys, they do that thing. And it was a midlife crisis. So what? You've been through something. Like, I, I, I could have saw her standing by that. For me, I feel like the piece that the girls never said in the car is, if you decide to stand by your partner after infidelity, there's so much that you have to let go of, right? Like mm -hmm. I have to now believe you when you say you're actually going to work or like not check your phone. And I can't say I accept your apology and then badger you about it every single time, right? Like that's just not fair. So to get to a point where we actually get over it and maintain some sort of healthy relationship, that work in between, like you cheated and then like getting through it, this part, I'm not doing that shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm it's not. You didn't know that I was a catch? See you later. <laughs> I think there's degrees, so it's, like, too nuanced a question to say. Fair. That too, for Black sure. and white. For like, sure. mm -hmm. for did sure. you, were you blackout drunk and you made out with someone that you don't even know who they are that you'll never see again at a bachelor party? Or are we, like, texting, having an affair? Like, those, yeah. those are, you know, wide, which 
people, you know, don't like nuances on the internet, but it's a, it's a nuanced I'm a, question. I'm a Pisces. <laughs> and even, it is very nuanced and all of the things apply. The kid, the Jennifer Aiden of, of it all, right? Like all of those things. So no one part, you have to do what works for you, for sure. Yeah. Me, the Pisces and me, I'd be like, so when you said you was blackout drunk, how many, okay, you went to what bar? <laughs> <laughs> on a Tuesday and then I'm going and I'm doing the field research I need to go on a Tuesday I need to know if the bartender has a heavy pour are you here every Tuesday where were you on the 24th like it, it's my brain is getting ready to were you blackout drunk or did you just thought you was so you could do whatever you want I'm never I'm never gonna sleep again and then if mm -hmm. I don't sleep I have to wake you up and ask these questions now it's yeah. weird so uh -huh. yeah I don't know I've never been cheated on so I don't know how I'd react, or at least that I know now of. You, now you're showing off. <laughs> <laughs> Elle, I'm really interested on your take on the women of season three. Do you have a favorite? Do you have a least favorite? Ah, uh, season three. Alex, Ramona. I have to look at the couch. Alex, Ramona, Bethany, Jill, Kelly, Luann. Um, Luann really got on my nerves. Mm -hmm. I feel like she... I feel like there was only but so much she was either going to talk about in terms of her divorce and or she could talk about legally. Yeah. Um, and so there was nothing. So it was very obvious that she sided with Jill in this Bethany fight and she attached herself to other people's story to make the drama. And I felt like it was too, we're in season three, babes. If you don't have anything to talk about, then it's time to recast. Yeah. Um, so I didn't, I didn't like her there. Um, I didn't like... I didn't like Alex piggybacking on Bethany's beef to find her backbone, but I kind of like that she found it. Fair. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Bethany just always gave me it. I've ne I've never been a Bethany girl. I never got it. Um, I I think she thinks she's funnier than she is. Season one reunion of her on the couch really pissed me off. I was like, please mm -hmm. stop. You're not catchy. And then she hit us with the, like, gangsta, like, with the A. And I was like, yeah. Go ahead. Sue <laughs> has a lot of problems when she used to do that yeah. um, voice. I'm just, what, what did she say? Don't go there, girlfriend. She was, oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> my God. But she kept saying that she was like, it wasn't boots on the ground. She said something like, like she was like hip and cool to that mm -hmm. effect, but she didn't say hip and cool. I was like, I'm I'm down with the homies type bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> well, and the thing was, is that it was like she would do it once and it was cringe, but then she would just keep doing it. And like, it's just like, like you said, you think you're funny, but like, that's not funny to keep doing the same thing. You're not, not Urkel. Like, like bench, you can't keep not doing working. This. It's not. Um, I really... And I think this is an unpopular opinion in the Roni world, but um, I'm Team Jill in the Bethany fight. I feel Whoa. as though I am. I am. I love I this. Am. I want to hear everything. <laughs> I feel as though, and may, maybe it's my jersey. I, I know Jill 10 times over. She's been my teacher before, like all of this. Mm -hmm. So I get the... We're gonna go together, right? Like that that inseparable girlfriend that that's an East Coast thing. Like you don't yeah. really get that. I've lived in Virginia, I've lived in Atlanta. You don't really get that there. Jersey is like we're friends, now we do everything together. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and Bethany wasn't living by that code. I also get 
how when you talk about Bethany, we have to, they were getting ready to can Roni. It wasn't going to make it out of pre-production. Jill said, no, hold on. We can find somebody. Went, spent the weekend in the Hamptons and found Bethany, who was like panhandling for homemade cookies. Yeah. And now you're on the New York bestseller and you're talking about like, get a hobby. Maybe Jill was being clingy, like for sure. That's not how you handle that person specifically and I'm not saying that you had to constantly kiss the ring because she did a favor for you yeah but it was kind of like you're not going to handle your sister a certain way the same way in an argument the way that you would just somebody on the street who bumped into you Mm -hmm. they're going to get a different version and I feel like Bethany gave Jill woman on the street energy wow that's really that's a good read I really appreciate that side of things I respect it yeah. Any well thought out opinion like that that's not just like uh I'm team blah blah blah. I, I like you, her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no. That that makes sense to me. No, I think it totally tracks. I think I do feel for Jill because I think the show made her and this is a very Long Island term, she thinks who she is. You know, like that kind of girl like she's thinking who she is a little too much. She's growing too big for herself. I think that she thought that she was bigger and I think that was very off-putting for Bethany but I see what you mean 100% I do think that Bethany was at fault but I think the thing that kills me every time is when Jill's just like I'm completely done and wouldn't see her and it was very performative for the cameras and then like on this reunion she's just like oh like I would have done it if the cameras weren't there and it's like no you wouldn't have like you were it wasn't (laughs) it wasn't like oh the cameras are here and we can't be real like what are you doing here if you know I think that Bethany had her on the thing she was like you'll put cancer on there you'll put this one here but like have this conversation but also to the Teresa Melissa of it all if you this person says, okay, but I wanted to make up with you for real. So I wanted to make sure behind closed doors that we were good and then we can film, right? You can say, okay, I can see that. And then you say, oh, well, you put everything else on there. Like, why not this? You can say, okay, I see that. Somebody's got to give and neither one of them gave. Yep. And I don't think what they what they were beefing over was deep enough to end where it ended and to take us a mm-hmm. whole season was actually weird plan a trip or something (laughs) yeah and I think it's also like Bethany just wouldn't give either and like I feel like it was really tough watching this reunion because she's like there's no room for you my husband doesn't like you that Mm -hmm. really hurt me because I don't I don't like it when just because your husband feels something, you have to feel that way? Or like, Absolutely. oh, just because my partner doesn't like you, I can't be around you anymore. What, you can't, like, go have brunch with me? Like, why does he have to come? <laughs> I wasn't friends with him to begin with. What does he matter? Yeah, like, that to me was like, that's a shitty reason to give. And now you're kind of being, like, a bad person. Because it's just like, I don't know. It but wasn't I, like she I did also... anything so immoral that Jason hated her. Exactly. And and he hated her based on, for real, for real, Bethany's story of her. And again, that's through Bethany's lens, so it's never going to be Jen, or Jill heavy. But also, I think that in that season, 
Bethany was thinking who she was as well. Oh, for and sure. And so now you've got this woman who, now I'm in, uh, uh, on the New York bestseller list and I've got the show coming up and the brand deals and, and not just the skinny girl, right? But like skinny girls with the creators of uh, Hypnotic and Al like this is a company behind her. And so there was that clash of like, oh no, now I'm somebody too. I don't have to yield. And then Jill is like, oh, I'm somebody. I don't have to yield. And so now both of these people are whatever. But um, if you ask me, I think Jill won in the long run anyway, because here Bethany is still. Oh, you want to know why me and Jill fell out? Like, no, yeah. <laughs> I want you <laughs> to put down TikTok. No, what gets me is Bethany's TikToks like reviewing dollar store beauty products and oh like i'm like are you trying to be relatable like the, with your millions of dollars like i don't want your opinion you're like the dollar store and the makeup but then your very next post is you showing off your hermes bag telling us that hermes has bags besides the birkin like no bitch we knew we just couldn't afford it like <laughs> <laughs> i know what the fucking soft shell hermes bag was are you serious like i look at it all the time and that wasn't the issue <laughs> I also wonder too what you were saying too with like the Jason not liking her. Is that the start of his like controllingness mm-hmm. of you know we we know obviously they got divorced and like definitely I think he had some control issues and I wonder if that was like you know a little peek in, into that. They're divorced. They took longer to get divorced than they were actually married. Yeah. I thought that was crazy. That was like and- Kim Kardashian. For sure, for sure. But then also, Bethany has been very open about saying that, like, she ignored red flags in Jason because she wanted the all of it. Yeah. Um, and and I listen when people talk. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I listen to tone. I look at eye, tech, eye contact. Where were you looking? And when Bethany uh, did the I'd rather be naked than wear fur. Yes. And sent him the picture. And then, like, he mumble scolded her about sending it to his work email yes i didn't like that was yeah. it your work email do we need to address this absolutely the mm-hmm. passive aggressive that yeah. he gave her then and i was like if he talks to her like this on camera and at the beginning of her relationship god help yep. us when cameras were down yeah yeah the and was she beautiful. she always says like oh he doesn't know anything of this he doesn't know he's just real in front of the camera and that to me is like, you can't be smart and stupid. Plotting. You can't be smart and stupid, Bethany. You know he knows what's going on. He might not be reading an Us magazine on the toilet, but he goes to the grocery store. Like, he knows what goes him. on. He's, he's seen it. Somebody's brought a bottle, bottle of Skinny Girl to, like, his house party. Like, please. <laughs> it was just, yeah. I. It was, it felt like the wanting it all. It felt like the on camera these pieces kind of look together and then also we're talking about bethany who came in like oh you know i i I always run the guy off this and the third if we would have started the season with with jason and then didn't finish it with Mm -hmm. jason we would be talking about that and not oh my god yay bethany you just did this book deal like it, it wasn't benefiting to the brand to let him go either well because her her whole arc is can i have it all and and the definition of all is you have to be successful and you have to have a child and you have to be in a marriage. And she just kept driving for that and didn't allow for herself to see any other path. 
Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's true for a lot of women. And I'm not saying it's like, oh, you idiot. But like, I think that she just wouldn't veer off that path. And that's why she ignored red flags. Because she's like, well, now here's my great arc. I've had it all. <laughs> I've done the thing. And good night, New York. (laughs) 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 But I think that's exactly what it is. And I think, too, the universe is like that. Like, when the universe has shut enough doors and you keep trying to open them, the universe will be like, okay, fine, have at it. Yeah. Do your thing. You know? And then you end up wherever you end up. And the great thing about the universe is I feel like you'll always end up back on track. So you'll get to where you need to go Mm -hmm. and you'll get to whatever it is. But... If you insert your will, at some point you manifest that, so it's going to happen. I don't think that's what she did. I was just listening to Carlos King's podcast, and he said that Bethany's podcast is not doing well. And it made sense to me because for the first two weeks, everyone was like, oh, it's doing so well. It's doing so well. And I was just like, but I don't know a single Bravo fan that is listening to this. Listening to it, recapping it, and... It's only so many times that we want to hear stories through your lens. And the thing Mm -hmm. about Bethany is we've been talking to her for a very long time. When she stopped talking to us on New York, she then wrote a book. When she stopped talking to us in the book, she came back to New York. When she left New York, she had a show. She talked to us on the show. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. She was aggressively on TikTok all through the pandemic, which then catapulted into a podcast. Like, she's always talking to us. We've heard all of the stories, babe. Like, <laughs> I don't want to talk to you about what Alex should have done for her contract. I will talk to Alex about how much she made on hers. I don't want you spilling that tea. So it's kind of like, you want to hear it? And then TikTok, as much as I hate to say it, there's so many other people who have opinions about this art that they ingested and that are more fun to listen mm-hmm. to they're not yelling at the camera they're not giving it from this air of i was the best housewife ever and this is why you should listen to me yeah. and it's like when you throw her in the pot of bravo content creators she's not part of the cream that rises to the top well and she's also just not part of the crew like i feel like <laughs> she thinks she's better than bravo content creators and it's like you can't do that in this world like I am wearing my Queen Icon Legends shirt from Danny Pellegrino. I just went and saw Watch What Crappens. Like, there were all these people in the audience that, like, Caduce was there. Like, all these, like, other accounts. Like, whenever I go to a Bravo event, all of the Bravo account people know each other. Like, Danielle Mm -hmm. talks about, you know, at BravoCon seeing everyone. Like, Bethany is not going to be part of that clique. She's too cool for school. And... I don't feel like you want to talk to the principal. You want to talk to the other kids who are, you know. And <laughs> you like... want to talk to the people with the boots in the ground. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, she, she's definitely, like, taken this air of mystery to the level of, like, now just nobody's at your table. Like, it's not that there aren't popular tables. It's just that you don't have the popular table. It, it... Whenever I see famous people um Ashley's Bethany's and then inside of other spaces that aren't housewives aggressively on TikTok you know posting three to five times a day like the average Joe would that's always a red flag to me that's always like you good that's what makes me feel like (laughs) you 
Are you good? Like, I don't think you're okay. That's that. Just that. Like, everything all right over there, baby? Side eye. I'm giving it some side eye. For sure. And that and that's what she's giving. Like, why are you posting six times a day on TikTok and and doing a, a Bravo podcast? And now you're talking to me about your spending freeze on expensive items, but you'll still be shopping at the dollar store and then putting those things in your Hermes. And then you used to babysit Nikki in Paris Hilton. And one time you used to work for um, Lauren Michaels from SNL. Like what, why are you telling me about what you It's too much. There's almost like a, she's, well, it's overexposed for her at this point, which yes, is not yeah. what we need. No, I just... Yeah, let's quiet it down. I think um, you were saying that you would love to hear from Alex, and I love that she's coming back for Girls Trip. And I thought it was really funny in the reunion that Andy was like, the quote of the season was, well, you are a rich girl, and like, you are in high school, and while you are in high school, I am in Brooklyn trying to survive this economy. I'm trying to survive in this economy. like... People often leave that extra part off at the end, though, that I'm trying to survive in this economy. And that is a very important part of the quote. It makes the whole thing. Like, yeah, it makes, makes, it, makes it make it more sense when you're like, right, it's 2009, housing crisis, market crash, Working people don't at- have jobs. <laughs> and she was always, that was one thing I felt Alex McCord doesn't get credit for when we talk about iconic housewives is the fact that she never let us forget that there was the recession was outside in the housing market and that she was actually working like she she let mm-hmm. us know like this shit not paying my bills okay like yeah. i'm working and i'm working with people who are working while you guys have your head up your ass on like in manhattan or whatever like shit's really going down dude <laughs> and she yeah. she never let us forget that and i think that that's like to be praised because on every franchise these housewives be like and i think simon was working like a normal person job too. I mean, I mean, they made good money, obviously their town. I also love, it's funny going back, like, you know, we make fun of their townhouse. It's like a million dollar townhouse. Like it was very it's expensive. And then they did all the renovations. Like they were not paupers in and Brooklyn. They were putting kids like in, in daycare again in yeah. Brooklyn. And how old were they that season? I still think they were older than me. Let me tell you what I cannot do right now. Yeah. <laughs> renovate a million dollars yeah. <laughs> and pay for New York daycare like what and they were going their kids I think were supposed to also go to special schools they weren't going to public schools like that is also insanely expensive like, no, it's ridiculously expensive I have a friend her daughter is in private school and no lie she pays in 9500 a year that's, that's for school we didn't buy any uniforms no. we didn't put her in any extracurricular activities like danielle's really getting nervous over there with her in the third trimester no, <laughs> no i know no, what daycare prices are and yeah. they it's gonna be i just have to remind myself it's not forever they will eventually go to public school because of <laughs> i'll not be paying for private school <laughs> no um one of um I don't know what Devell's last name is, but on 
I was watching Black Love, and one mm. of the people that they had on there, Devell, him and his wife have a podcast. Um, but he said he was in the NFL, got injured, and just like you know, didn't have the million dollar story. But they were high school sweethearts mm-hmm. and made it all the way through, and they've got like four kids now. And he said he was talking to like one of his ex agents, like excessive amounts of money, and the guy said. Um, the first thing that you need to know is that people with money don't pay for school before college. And you'll see people with money who pay for school, but they don't got money. Like the people with money who not paying for school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, that was like his nugget of, of wisdom and like money management for him. And I was just like, there are a lot of people like keeping up with the Joneses, just sending their kids to these like, elite private schools just to say they go there no. yeah that's not for me if you're spending if you're in a rich neighborhood and the taxes are really high it's because a school usually is properly funded <laughs> like <laughs> unless you live in jersey but you know wait danielle what did you say i was just gonna say that uh i live in the northeast for a reason and not florida so i even i feel like the worst probably in the northeast is better than some other other places in you know what that used to always be the narrative and i did kindergarten through eighth grade in jersey hudson county mm-hmm. to be specific um and then went to and i was in like the accelerated programs and all of that like mm-hmm. i was in gifted since i was in pre-k okay um came to georgia the first year I had to repeat science simply because like my accelerated credits wouldn't transfer over to the state or whatever. Mm-hmm. But after that, whenever I would come home to Jersey, I was always ahead oh, for my for my age. Like my same friends who I left, I come back 10th grade and we're talking about things we did through the school year. I was always ahead of them in terms of what they were learning in curriculum. But I was always fed the narrative of like down south is slower. That wasn't my particular experience. Mm-hmm. We're we're breaking all sorts of barriers of of, of perception here. Um, yes, I should say obviously it's a generalized statement and not all. Yeah, okay, so, no, yeah. for sure, for sure. And that's why I said don't it was my, I don't think all schools are bad. <laughs> no, and listen, I also have met some people down south in their life, and they gave you a diploma. You say so. Yeah, it, it is, and same up north. It is all relative, but I just always thought that was interesting. I went down there with the. Ex- expectation ex, expectation of like me being like I'm gonna be smarter than all of you guys and I like I actually had to work <laughs> god damn it um season three of Roni has iconic moments though besides the the uh, you were in Manhattan and I am in Brooklyn um you were in high school uh speaking of which is uh Ramona's runway walk at Brooklyn Fashion Week and I'd love to hear your thoughts and feelings of Ramona's famous walk. I love, I, I live for that moment because <laughs> that whole season, she was like, it's kind of like an older Cameron Diaz. And we were like, we were giving sex kitten all season. And when it was time to unleash the sex kitten, the alien invaded the body. Um, <laughs> I, I was rewatching it. Obviously my husband has never watched it. And so the, 
runway scene was coming up and I like strategically called him in the room like hey because you know he'll all he'll yeah. never watch the shows but if he comes in the room and it's the right part of the conversation you know he'll stand to the side then <laughs> that's which one and so I knew he would get hooked so he came in and I was like oh look at that dresser out of thing and like just in time for Ramona to walk down the aisle oh my god no BS this man like slid down the wall like he was like hysterically laughing he asked me to pause it I had to run it back after like the third time he was like is this a joke like what happens after this and I was like no dude like that's the thing <laughs> yeah she she did that um I know that's not what she thought she was going to give but I'm happy she gave it <laughs> that blessed me on a regular basis and no matter how bad life is you know you can say that you weren't photographed walking down a runway doing that yeah and I feel like Alex did a good job, but there was also an earlier episode where Bethany is on a runway, and she is she is also frightening. She looks like a ghost walking down, and it's so it funny was, because Ramona's is so much worse. <laughs> the ghost that thought it was sexy, you know? It's yeah. like the, the shoulder movement and the, I'm giving you hot, and it's like... No, it's not working. No. Yeah, we don't talk about the, the first Bethany runway. Like, if Ramona's never happened, maybe we would. Mm-hmm. But Ramona's that season just... I mean, the fact that Andy still has in the clubhouse the Ramona eye, you know, glasses, and that's a, that's a moment that's... The Ramona eyeglasses is top-tier elite. Turtle time. Like, that that whole season, she just really gave it to us, making out with the Hooters guy. <laughs> And also walking across the Brooklyn Bridge and telling Bethany that she'll fuck everything up in her life. <laughs> Wait, was it was it season three when she went to the fashion show or whatever, bumped into Kelly and then put Avery in the taxi home so she yes. could go to the, yes. the party? Yes. That's what we don't talk about enough. That is honestly... <laughs> what we don't talk about enough. We went from, I went out with my daughter to like, oh, you said, who's going to be there? Okay. Mommy, when you get in, babe. <laughs> Sue and I had good, had a good discussion about our thoughts on that of like, the assumption is most likely Avery has taken taxis at this point by herself at like, sure. you know, a New York City kid. So I think for like a non-New York City parent watching that, they probably could be watching that like, in horror, but it's not as I, I can't imagine that was the first time Ramona was like, "Oh no, she's her off alone." <laughs> she put her in the cab a bunch. What what was jaw dropping to me was, "We're here for girls' night out." Oh like, yeah, no, you it was imagine going out with your mom for girls' night, and you're like, "Yeah, night on the city. We're gonna sit in front row at the fashion show, and then mm-hmm. mom puts you in a taxi cab to go see like LMAFO." Like, are you? Like, <laughs> that 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 is my villain villain origin story. Like, what are you talking about? That was maybe the Avery's uh, villain origin story. <laughs> that was the moment. Although she was kind of a villain since like season one. No, she's she's been spot on since day one but i hate you in that color i don't want to wear blue but she's yeah. been she's <laughs> she's a sass monster that avery mm-hmm. she <laughs> is imagine n- your mom be like please be my bridesmaid and you'll be like i've got to think about it. right <laughs> avery was like hold on one be there <laughs> <laughs> can i see a menu first <laughs> like what <laughs> I might have a thing that day. <laughs> like, that was literally... Just have your people call my people. We'll see what we can do. But we'll definitely get up, babe. 
There's also a lot of talk about gossip columns and who's feeding what to gossip columns. Who Do you think that Bethany fed stuff to gossip columns or Jill fed stuff to gossip columns? What are you thinking? I think they all, I think they all did. They were all pretty open. Like, yeah, we have whatever. I think Jill is the type of person to have a conversation with a friend who's a reporter and then be like, well, I didn't think anything of it. Like, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And then, oh, that worked before. I can call you with this and say, like, you know what I mean? And then mm-hmm. and then we'll, be, I'll, I'll never say it again. We'll do it like we did the first time. If you should so happen to use it though, then cool. Like, you know, yeah. Um. whereas I feel like some of the other girls were really like, here's the story, here's what's going on. Like a mm-hmm. little bit more intentional, but I think both both sides were doing the same thing. And it was also the beginning of it all, right? Like even when that one, Andy was like such and such emailed in, they weren't tweeting or Instagramming mm-hmm. or anything there. Like you had to be on the blog page or on the website. So yeah. <clears throat> I think everybody was kind of just getting their footing because we never had that conversation again, not with that group at least. Yeah. But Kelly also is like adamant that Bethany planted stories and like about her family specifically. What do you think of that Kelly breaking point of it all? I feel like Alex, I didn't, I didn't see, I didn't see anything about your family. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I think that Bethany picked on Kelly for sure. Mm -hmm. Right. I also think that maybe Kelly wasn't at the place in her healing journey that she thought she was when she signed up for this show. Yeah. There, There were a lot of, are you, are you are you with us? <laughs> yeah, you're here, right? You know moments that um, and and you see Sonia. I forget where they went on that trip, and even Sonia was like trying. No, babe, nobody's talking about you. Like it's mm-hmm. not a thing. Um, so I I think it's partially. Kelly has always expected the worst from Bethany because Bethany has always given her the worst, and then I think the lines got blurred between reality and what Kelly feels happened. Kelly's feelings are very loud. <laughs> Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. <laughs> so what do you but think I, I happened at Scary Island then? With Is Kelly? That what? what do you think happened with Kelly on Scary Island? What's your theory? Um, 
I think once you get in the situation, specifically like with girls and bullies, where one whisper is about you, it's hard not to assume that they all are about you. And when you feel like you're by yourself, I can see how that begins to get to a spiral, right? Mm -hmm. Um, There's recently a a video that went viral on TikTok. The girl's at a baseball game and she's filming her content. And then there's two girls behind her and they're making fun of her for like filming the content. They're talking about her. And you can see the girl recognize that it happens and you can see her whole demeanor shift, right? Mm-hmm. And all I like when I saw that, I was like, that's literally what happened to Kelly. Because if you take that, <clears throat> that was like a, a, a 60 second moment. Right. And you can yeah. see this human being. You can see her confidence just shift, her body language shift. Now, imagine that happening for like 72 hours straight. Like by the end of it, you're like, I know you were talking about me. Where did it come from? Like they they drove the girl crazy. Yeah, <laughs> She was traveling. They broke her. You know, that's a really good point, because, you know, that we saw they they probably talked way more shit about her than we saw. And she's every an time I come in the room, like you and you and Danielle are whispering, and then it stops. You could be talking about not voting the way I vote, right? And then not wanting to have that conversation mm-hmm. with me. But because you have been talking about me before, I'm like, they're talking about me because I walked in the room and they stopped. Like it's very yeah. easy. And then you add alcohol, like they drove they drove her creek. Yeah, well, and then you can tell also when they realize, oh, I think we're pushing this too far. And this happened not only on New York. I feel like it's happened on a bunch of the other ones where they can tell, like, this is too much for this person and we got to pull back. Uh-oh. Yeah, yeah. then Bethany started caring about, like, her. I'm going to get a new one for you because this has some gristle in it. Like, you don't give a fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Please stop. (laughs) Yeah. You don't care about my dieting experience. That's no. the thing where I do think it doesn't cross the line into bullying. And I like that's where it like it was like such like also like during that time, I feel like everyone's favorite word was bullying and people still mm-hmm. use it a lot to me. Like if you can recognize you get to a point where you're like, oh, this is wrong and we need to back up like then you're not a bully because bullies don't give a fuck. Like, bullies will keep doing it until you die and maybe after. Like, there is a sociopathic nature to bullying, I think. And I think there was a crowd mentality like you're talking about. I think Mm -hmm. there was a ganging up on. Sure. But, like, it wasn't bullying. I don't think it was that. There was some mean girl shit. But, like, bullying is, like, extreme. Like, that is nonstop, always, doesn't care how you feel. Well, I think Bethany, I will say that I think Bethany bullied her and it it was, it was relentless, but I will say that this woman the season before was like, I'm here and you're here. We're not on the same level. Like, did yeah. you think that I was going to come back and be like, Hey, um, let's hug and then go get mojitos. Like what, 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 did, you, <laughs> what did you think the response was going to be? And now you're just like a little bit mad because I'm, I'm better at it than you are. You know what I mean? Um, but because Bethany is better at it, I feel like Bethany should have delivered her one, two, three, four, five zingers and then left it alone. And it was the leave alone part that I didn't get from Bethany, but I got from the other girls. Yeah. Um, but Bethany was very into her britches that season. Like she made a few references, even on the first part of the reunion about like 
casting and production. I think she even went as far as to say something like we, like that's what we on the, like the show, like kind of like more so Andy and I, mm-hmm. and it was, she, everything from her that season was like, I'm hearing you're here. Like I'm, I'm David Ruffin. Anybody come and see you, Otis? Like she was, <laughs> the, she definitely was like, thank you. I'm glad it's night and these are the pips. Yeah. I think also what I found was interesting from the reunion was they say that Bethany had already gotten the spinoff show before Mm -hmm. she was even engaged or pregnant. She was going to get a spinoff show. Yes. That was fascinating to me. Which is sick. Because it's like, for what? 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 If if there were no Jason and Bryn, what were we going to watch in this? That was exactly my point. I was just like, what would it have been? Like, her businessing? Like, I, I just... I I, I she think that was a really interesting thing on that ensemble and therefore the most hungry and mm-hmm. I feel like Bravo liked that because she was hungry she was down to do it all like Luann told you Luann would have never peed on a stick she don't even let you into her bedroom you know what I mean <laughs> Jill wasn't peed on no stick she was walking through the, fa- the, the fabric place maybe Alex but she was more so into that we're European and everybody's naked <laughs> like <laughs> there was nobody else that was going to do the dirty work that Bethany did for Bravo. And I think that's why Bethany needs to come back. Not because I'm like clamoring for her on my TV. I just think that this is what she's the best at. <laughs> she's the best I'd at reality TV. i my toenails than watch Bethany on any iteration of anything Housewives again. <laughs> And I'd rather do it on this podcast. <laughs> no. Keep keep Bethany at home, keep Teddy Mellencamp at home, yes. and keep Brandy Glanville at home for like for the love of God. I don't disagree <sighs> with that. What about the fact that there's this ultimate girls trip kind of Rony reboot now that we're talking about and it's changing shape and we're gonna have Ramona on it, which everyone's kinda like she's the one, the reason why we don't have Rony. <laughs> like, what are um, your feelings? I don't feel like the original ladies of New York have anything else to offer me. I don't see where Luann can give me something that we haven't talked about before, Sonia, um, Alex, and so on and so forth, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bringing Ramona back is business, right? But that takes us back to the earlier conversation of Bravo not having a line. I don't understand. I don't understand how for like 567 years, we could not give Marlo a peach because she used the F slur word as a Mm -hmm. friend of, but we can bring Ramona back. Somebody who literally stood on tables while, while a black woman was sharing her stories about her existence in the world. Someone who said like she was board um somebody who was just clearly displayed and and showed us anti-black behavior yep i don't understand how we could bring that back because anytime whether it be a housewife or not anytime that someone says something anti-semitic or something anti-gay and andy recognizes it and as he should right wrong Mm -hmm. is wrong but it's not with the same level of swiftness that he he recognizes anti-black behavior. And that's problematic for me, especially when you capitalize the most off of your majority black franchises. 
yeah. that really like it really really bothers me as a black yep. girl and I, I try not to really even get into the Ramona of it all because I also realized for me that it's not just personal because I'm black but Ebony was on there and we were talking about George Floyd right yeah. for me I'm gonna say my name kid I don't know my grandfather because of police brutality he was shot in his head execution style with his oh hands up this is like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Every time we watch this, that was in 1972, to be here in 2023 and constantly have these conversations yeah. and then still have to equate them to, well, what was he doing? And who was, like, did he go to, like, none of those things matter. You know what I mean? And to, to be in a position where you're going to employ somebody who chooses not to see me, period, is like, what's entertaining about that? <laughs> I don't I yeah, don't I don't, I, I don't agree I don't think Ramona should should be coming back if you're gonna say that this is why you literally part of the reason you canceled the entire franchise a 14 13 year franchise and now it's just like well I guess we could bring her back for this and it's like what like that <laughs> we didn't oh. do a reunion she had what? two open HR cases and again, this is not the first time you didn't give us any answers on Dallas you just like oh let's just not do it anymore and then it's mm -hmm. like okay, you want to come back in like time heals all. But again, it didn't heal all when it was Marla. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, the Marla's a great point. When it, when it hit a community that spoke to you or that you saw yourself in, right? Mm -hmm. Never enough time. And again, Marlo got it what, what, season 13. Like, it was like, please, we can't get anybody else. <laughs> we need a fifth slot. They're going to fucking cancel the show. Roni's already gone. If that's what's going to do it, give, fucking, give Marlo the fucking peach. Just know mm -hmm. that I don't agree with it. Like, I know that's how the conversation went. But at this point, it's like, if we're doing, if Ramona's coming back, let's just say fuck it all. Bring back Dallas. Uh, I want to yeah. see Jenny win back. Like, <laughs> because what was it for? If this is okay, why did we even do any of this performative nonsense? Yeah. Well, and the performative piece that's missing for me is it's like, Ramona has not even tried to come out and say, I am sorry, I'm working on myself. I realize this is upsetting to people. I realize that I treated Ebony wrong. She didn't do that. Like, I don't recall a big, hey, I'm going to even try. Like, and that to me, like, these Vanderpump kids that they're, like, letting back. I don't agree with that totally either because we're all like, well, it was just faith. And I was like, that's fucked up. That's really <laughs> fucked up. But, like, now at least they've, like, like, they've gone on podcasts. They've talked about it. They've said that they were wrong. They've admitted publicly that this was the stupid thing to say. This was Absolutely. ignorant. I've never heard Ramona ever once. And she's the great rep apologizer, remember? That's what she's known for. There's never been anything that she's really talked about. She might have said, I have a black friend. And remember her. I brought her on for five seconds. That doesn't count. <laughs> It doesn't count. You can't be anti-black. I got a black friend. No, she didn't say anything. And then when she had the chance, she did Carlos King's podcast. And then mm -hmm. um, after she, like, mansplained polo to him, like, as if black people just don't know what that is, um, <laughs> she then said that, well, it just, we've just never had to tackle race on our show before. And you're like, that's the problem. Yeah. This is Roni, the melting pot of the world, the big apple. And y'all have never had to have any diverse conversations. Thank you for telling me that you actually noticed the issue. 
And yeah. and then we never saw her do another like circuit again. I, I think that's like, shout out to her PR team. They were like, babe, this isn't, <laughs> it's not landing. <laughs> but even Carlos King, I was listening to his podcast today and he's kind of like, just bring her back. And I'm like, that was disappointing. <laughs> I'm disappointed in you a little. Like, But he's also like, he makes the show. And I talk about that on my TikTok a lot too. It's like, I do think that there does get to be a point in this style of television where um, you like can't uphold all the morals and produce good TV. Yeah, yeah. No, I've had friends um, who've worked in reality television and tell me it's very similar to that. Like, uh, and also, I don't know if you ever watched the show Unreal. It was on oh, Lifetime and then it mm-hmm. went to Hulu. I've heard about it. It's really good. And it's by people who worked on The Bachelor and it's like, just, like, all the fucked up nature of, like, let's ply them with drinks. Let's make sure that they get into fights. Let One producer's going to whisper something in this girl's ear. The other one's going to yep. whisper it in the other. We're basically lighting a fire with kerosene. Let's go. And it doesn't matter what you're doing to somebody mentally, physically. It doesn't because, oh, my God, people are going to watch the shit out of this. For entertainment, it's not for morality. Yeah, <laughs> the, yeah that part. That that's, part. That's, that's not what I. But that's like where these producers, at the end of the day, it's getting mm-hmm. eyeballs on it for advertisers to pay for space on your TV network to fund your shows, and the cycle continues. And, and but I mean, then you also realize that, to a certain degree, it works. Right, that particular formula because you have Braxton Family Values. Mm-hmm. that aired on WeTV. Um, they are the longest running reality show, like check, and then longest running all black rap. Like they check both boxes, okay? Mm-hmm. How many real Braxton Family Value stands, you know? Like you know yeah. you know what I mean? And it's it's not about the color of their skin. It's about the budgeting and the marketing and the fact that we TV is on like the premium package. It's not going to be included on the regular channels, whereas some of like the MTVs and the things that come on there will be. And then, like you said earlier, Joe Budden, when he left, and I know that he's not like the best example, but when he <laughs> left um, Love and Hip Hop, he was like, part of the reason he left is because said the producers will allow you to drink half a bottle of Grey Goose, yeah. whisper in your ear, you know such and such said such and such about you, and then put you in a room with them with another bottle of Grey Goose. Like, yeah. there, was, there was never a goal of, like, conflict resolution and, like, let's show the world that, yeah, people can argue, but then, like, we can patch it up. Like, that's it's never the end game here. We're trying to get you to be as messy as possible. Um, and I think we, the viewers, have the power to change that. And I say that all the time. Like, yeah. our viewership is literal currency. If you don't like the cast that's there, if you don't like the narrative that that cast member is, don't watch the show. Don't say that person's name. Like me, I don't say Billy's name on my channel. Part of it is because she was reporting all of my videos and all of that. But oh, that's shady. <laughs> I don't. I don't say. I don't say her name because if I don't talk about you in the space that you're being paid to do things and make people talk about how long before that train runs out and not to say that like i've got the soul but if that's the mentality for every bravo content creator who's like this shit is dark i'm not talking about this it'll change <laughs> yeah change. that's like um did you watch this season three of ultimate girls trip mm-hmm. felt like they felt like they had to make it 
really dramatic and fighting. And I'm like, this is literally supposed to be fun. And there was nothing fun about it. And mm-hmm. because they were trying so hard to make drama, if they didn't fight at all, I, I still would have found it entertaining. Like that's why season yeah. one was so entertaining. They really didn't fight on it. It was no. just so fun to see housewives from different shows and series interact and, and talk about cameo and how much money they make on that. And how yep. did you get cast? And what do you like being about being a housewife? Like that is the purpose of that series that. to me. And it was completely missed in, in season three. I was like, why are they yelling? Why are these people who met a day ago yelling at each other? Like, what are we yelling about? Why are we talking about Jen Shaw? We've said her name. Mm-hmm. Like, she had to have gotten paid at this point. They said her name like yes. so many times. Well, what too many things from anything. Yeah, too many, too much conflict from the their individual shows were then brought into this. I'm like, why are we talking about Monique? She hasn't been on Potomac for two seasons oh, yeah, that now. Was like, wild. why are we discussing Monique? Why are we discussing that Jen Shaw black eye? Like, this. I'm like, I don't care about any. Like the best moment even... was when they were dancing to drive back in the car and making up a little thing. I was like, that, that where is true. that? That is the energy I want this entire time. This whole this time. whole script. But it was it was all overproduced, I think. And that's Bravo will like freaking drive it into the ground. Oh, you like that? We'll give you more. We'll give you more. We'll give you more. Mm-hmm. It's like chill out, you know? Um season one, Ultimate Girls Trip, the girls, they were in their PJs and they were talking about their business and they talking about like, oh, get a shot of the food. We know Bravo loves that. It was kind of a mm-hmm. little bit of like a breaking of the fourth wall. Yes, yep. that's and then, so good. <laughs> yeah. and, right, it was, that, that made it. But then they're like, okay, you want this, but we'll get it, but we have to get paid. Why did we watch these girls promote and talk about their business and then they bleep everything out? I don't know if they thought that was going to be funny or not, but that was literally the most annoying thing. And why couldn't them girls get they shine on? You don't let them talk about it on the regular Housewives. It's seven episodes for 30 seconds. Let her talk about Pampered by Portia. Yeah. I don't know, but that's what, to not to fully bring it all the way back around with the Ramona, that's from the day they announced a legacy thing, I said only something where they're willing to break the fourth wall is going to be what's going to work. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and I hope if they do a legacy thing, it has to be like that because they can't pretend these people still hang out all the time because they don't, and they don't. We're, we're too smart to know that. So we, we need to be able to say, we brought you. So now that it's going to be a trip to me, it's like, we've brought you together for the purpose of this trip in the same way that you don't question, why are we all in Thailand? Like there was yeah. no way around that. Never, these women never met each other. So <laughs> no, I think it, it, it's, it's weird though. Like I was just talking, um, on my show, we were talking about Sonia and Luann. They filmed their little talent show thing, mm-hmm. and that was previewed at BravoCon. And we yeah, said, that hasn't aired have yet. It hasn't aired. We nope. haven't even got a trailer. And I was saying, I said, we got, like, four more seconds before it's not even valuable content. Anymore. Yeah. Like, like, you have a half a day before <laughs> before you have to say, just just can it. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that there's no t- idea, totally, like, they showed that in October, I think they filmed it, it over just, the summer, yeah. mm-hmm. so it's almost going to be a year old. It's a you year can't, now. you can't wait on these shows that long. No, I I was just wondering where that was, and I also have to say, back to the Ramona of it all. Like I feel partially responsible for why they think it's safe to go back because we went to see her and Dorinda and Luann, and I was like. I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> now you think we love her. Like, I and just... Bad decisions. <laughs> like, I was like, I really just like, I knew that Lou would sing 
And I don't want to spend money on her cabaret, but I do want to hear that throaty voicing once. Yes. And Dorinda's just a hot mess express. I love her. I got to meet her at Watch What Crappens once. She is the thinnest, tiniest thing I've ever seen in my life. Really? And she's just crazy. She's just crazy. (laughs) Dorinda seems like the type of friend that I want to drink with if somebody else is in charge of Dorinda. Like, I don't want to be the point person for her, but I want to be close enough to be able to laugh at all the crazy stuff that's happened. (laughs) But I don't want to be the friend responsible for, like, the bathroom chips, and I don't want to be that. I don't want to be that friend. Um, I feel the same way about Kelly. I actually want to have a drink with Kelly because mentally... Yeah. Mentally, she fascinates me. I want to know... What is going on in her brain? Mm-hmm. I want to figure it out. It's the whole reason mm-hmm. I rewatch this season all the time. I yes. always look at different angles because my theory now, I think my top theory is that I think she has a cognitive hearing problem. Because there's a lot of times where she mishears things. And I'm just like, I just don't think that she's fully there because I don't think she really hears very well. That's my Lit. theory. Listen, listen, Sue, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and talk about what you think I can hear and what I can hear because I can hear very well. And you just said that, you just said that my dog is ugly and you're like, wait, exactly. What? Like, I think it kind of combines with what you're saying where she thinks everybody's talking about her, but I also don't think she understands what everyone's always saying about saying in general. Like, and so she just assumes, oh, you've been mean to me. So you're always talking shit about me. When really, like, she did it to her own daughter. <laughs> like, in season three, yes. her daughter was like, you're, like, you take good care of us. And she was like, what? I'm not good to you or something? And it was are like. You, are you saying I'm not a good mom? And yeah. Like, and it was like, whoa, I literally whoa. just said you were my favorite. I, I said I love you so much. I don't know how we got here. I'm sorry. Exactly. My ultimate drink, um, though, is, like, gun to head, have to pick one, Shannon Storm's Midor. Oh, really? Are you are you fucking kidding me? Like, yes, no. <laughs> Grey Goose tall gas, soda water. Like, yes, <laughs> and I, I don't like, even drink Grey Goose, but for her, I will. I feel like all she'd do is complain. Are you saying you just drink her drink or you want to drink with her? No, I want to drink with her. Like, I, I, Shannon is my best friend in my head. Like, how Kim Kardashian <laughs> was best, but Wendy Williams' best friend in her head. It's Shannon for me. I don't know. I think Shannon... She is the aloof, rich woman I want to be. Like, <laughs> like, 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 yeah, no, this is hospital grade air and come to our basketball court. When she was like laying out on the on the counter that first season. I'm like, yes, I I, I want enough money to care about the nonsense that you care about. Like, <laughs> I, I think it's beautiful. And then she just, she gets drunk and then she's just, are you, are you fucking kidding me? No, we're going to go over there. Like, I, I want to be part of the Trace Amigas there instead of it. Fair. Danielle, who would you drink with? Literally anyone at this point, but... <laughs> You're so pregnant. You're like, just give me a drink. Uh, see, I would say Sonia, but I feel like she would be such a mess that I would end up having to take care of her. Yeah, no, so I don't, I don't like think I would Sonia enjoy would that. Try to make out with me. Like, girl, please back up. That's true. Um, I think Kyle would be really fun to get drunk with. Um... She's like a I fun drunk. I like, smoke with Kyle. Kyle said, "Yeah, I would, I would do that too." Yeah, and oh god, it's always so hard when you're like, a, "No, I would smoke weed with Eva." 
hundred percent. I think yeah. Eva oh is yeah. so yeah. fun to smoke weed with. Hell yeah. I think I would also join you and Trace Amigos. Like Tamara's one of my favorite housewives of all time. So if you're going with Shannon, like Tamara would be, you know she would be a good time. No, she would be. And I, I said we just kick out Vicky and then like we'll like we'll do the <laughs> trench coat thing. <laughs> you also, Tamara would tell you anything you ask her. Like if you're like, give me this insider, give me that insight, she would tell you everything. So yes. I think that's why she'd be a good one. And also Nini would be on my list. Mm. Oh, mm, mm, also ah, Candace too. I turned it around. I love welcome. Candace Miller best. Welcome, welcome, I have welcome, always welcome. thought um, short sequilic, whatever the word is, I can't think of it right now. Like, I have always known she had it in her to be a great housewife. She just needed to reel it in a tiny bit, stop getting in Twitter wars, and stop going like so for the jugular. And that's what she's done these last two seasons. And I can get behind her. I love her marriage with Chris. Say divorce, I will be very sad. Same. And I, I like her songs. And she's just like a little pocket racket and she's so tiny and I love her clothes. And, and she says the funniest through her meanness. She also says the funniest thing, like not today, Nick, like, are you kidding me? Like, Come on. So Candace is on my list. So do you want this, this funny story about Candace? When I said earlier, like when I got to Georgia and I realized like, oh, oh snap, I have to work. Right. So I'm, I'm in Georgia. I eighth grade, I'm eighth grade class president. And like, not to toot my own horn, but you know when you're a kid and you have to be real about the fact that you didn't put a lot of work into what you did. You know what I mean? Like the, the bare minimum was like getting me to like top levels here in Jersey, right? Like, cool. So I get to Georgia and our school has these pageants. Now this is something new to me. This is public school too. That's some so Georgia we have, shit we right have, there. No, for real. <laughs> some real Southern shit. Um, they have we have these pageants, right? And so you place um Miss January, February, March, da, 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 first place, second place. And then you have Miss Eagles Landing, which is the name of our school, right? <clears throat> I get my little dress. I might have practiced my terms like two or three times. Nothing real. Remember, the bare minimum is getting me by, right? <laughs> dress is beautiful. It's this pink sweetheart. I have the gloves. We have to answer the questions like Miss. Oh, it was dang. junior level Miss America. It was a full pageant, right? I get out there, I'm like, okay, great. They're like, and we're gonna start it off with our last year's Miss, I forget what year she plays such and such, Candace Dillard. This bitch gets out on the stage. She's doing the term, she is full pageant Candace and I am backstage like, this what y'all out here doing? <laughs> I'm ready for this they're like, Candace, and what would you do if you could change the world? And she's like full, like, well, I think that world peace is something that like, like the thing she is doing it. And Candace was the first time when I got to that school in Georgia that I was like, Toto, we're, we're indeed not in Candace. Like, it's not. No. They step up. And they're out here working. And she plays, I think she was January and her best friend who was also in the wedding um, that I went to school with, Crystal, they they were like freaking fracking. They were like January and February. And when I tell you these girls got on this stage and they gave black women like I had never seen it before. Also, I'm <laughs> Hudson County, so I was in school with like Dominicans and stuff. I've, I've never mm-hmm. seen 
black women my age well not women but you know black girls my age mm-hmm. in a in a pageant like i'm telling candace and crystal were full miss america ready prep and i was like in my dillard's dress <laughs> <laughs> favorite day of the week is tuesday <laughs> like, thank you thank you thank you <laughs> you didn't have yeah, shrink she... mommy money <laughs> no, I, it wasn't you know what it wasn't even and i don't mean it like this but it wasn't the money part like mm-hmm. we had just not done things like that in jersey you know we have cotillions you know what it is when you go to a cotillion my whole family is cotillion family so it's like mm-hmm. you know that and this isn't that. This is just like a little pageant at a public school. Like, yeah. Well, my mom took me to Dillard's. We got a dress. It was like we put thought into it. My mom got my hair done. I had a thing, but I I never went on the stage or prepared for the day thinking, think like you're doing Miss America. Like it was that piece that I was missing. Again, I was like public school pageant. I'm I'm, I'm gonna fuck these kids up. I'm gonna eat it up. And I'm from Jersey. They've never seen hotness like this before. Like, are you serious? (laughs) Candace Dillard, now Bassett, got out there and was like, yes, they have. (laughs) What a treat that you got to be front row to that kind of amazingness. She is definitely. So I I don't have anything bad to say. And I, I haven't talked to her like that since she's been a housewife I always have to say that part like we're not buddy buddies like that Um, (laughs) but when we were in high school like she was like big sis me and my best friend um we've been best friends since the first day of ninth grade we were in certain programs in high school because Candace and the other girl Crystal were like no you need to do this you need to do that they were definitely like mentors in that way that makes me like Candace even more (laughs) That makes me really happy to hear. I was not on the Candace train. Like, I've just started being like, all right, I see you. I like you. Actually, <laughs> I will say, with the whole fight with Monique, I very much was on Candace's side. Even though she was running her mouth, she wasn't running her hands. And I felt right. like it was, and I felt like people really poo-poo how upset she is by that. And that upsets me because I was like, no, that was really traumatic for her. And she has every right to be upset by that. No, you have to have your physical space infiltrated to understand that. Like, play stupid games, win super prizes for sure. But, like, not that prize. (laughs) Nobody's playing that game. Like, you, to... And then to have have it happen on national TV. Like, like the girl was, like, hitting her, like, her... Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what I say with my words. If you if you can't spar, you can't spar, baby girl. And that's okay. <laughs> so when we talk about season three of Roni, is there like a favorite moment? We were talking about like all the iconic moments. Is there anything mm-hmm. that you're just like, this was my favorite scene part? I really. <laughs> I really enjoyed the beef between um, Luann and Mario of the, the countless, the countless beef. Wow. Yeah. I, I enjoyed that because it was to me, that's the type of housewife drama that I like. What he said <laughs> under his breath was wrong. And had she never heard it, he wouldn't be responsible for apologizing to that. But she looked you dead in your face and was like, Hey dude, I heard what you said. And the fact that Ramona couldn't even be like, Ugh, that was so fucked up. Like, I'll talk to him, whatever. Like, And it could have yeah. really been over there. She would have handled it that way. Um, and I really 
from that season and that drama, I really like that when Luann finally confronted him, she decided to speak to him in Italian. Yes. To yes. Like yes. Escalate the situation. Like, listen, I come in peace. I'm not trying to start an issue. I I thought that was like really, really great. Like that. Like that's how you utilize being multilingual. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And I I thought that I thought that one was cool. I, that was like classic housewife drama. We're not talking about race. We're not talking about you gave my kid a book and that was in a pro-. like it, it's mm-hmm. none of those like <laughs> triggering things. Like nobody's ever called you countless before, right? Like yeah, you're not triggered by that. That's the type of drama I like. Agree. Pointless drama, and that's no one was better at that than New York because mm-hmm. no one was better at the pointless drama and then not making us watch it for eight episodes like the way Beverly Hills does, where it's mm-hmm. like. A dumb thing, and then we watch it forever and ever and ever. New York would be like two or three, and then we move on. That's and that, that's yeah. why that's one of the reasons that they were always my favorite. Why Only New York why were you doing this? <laughs> Only New York is gonna let you come all the way to the trip and then like kick you off because like other other people are uncomfortable. Like I know you're here, but you gotta go. Like <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so yeah, I I think that that was my favorite. That was well. Thank you so much for joining us and talking all things Bravo. This was amazing and it was just so much fun. We really appreciate you and your time. And um, well, we hope to have you back at some point again. Anytime, say the word. This was super fun. <laughs> and everyone, go listen to Housewives Chit Chat. That's your show, right? Yes, Housewives and Chit Chat, the <sighs> show we are on. Episode three, it was formerly Housewives Rewind on Monsters and Critics, um, but we're no longer with Monsters and Critics. And so it's just on my YouTube page, Housewives Interject the Show. And we, it's, you know, on TikTok, everybody's like, this, is, this should be longer. So that's that's the longer form content. <laughs> if you're on TikTok, you have to follow her TikToks because they're the best. Please, please, please. Well, thank you again for coming. It was so great and we appreciate you. And that's it from us. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.